Echo Chamber, brought to you by The Homes Report and produced by the international broadcast specialist, Marketeers for DC. Welcome to The Echo Chamber. This is Arun Sudharman from The Homes Report. Um, and as always, thanks for joining us. Big shout um, to our sponsor, March, and to our production partner, Marketeers. We're joined today in London uh, by two of the industry's top creative people, and they're here to discuss the Homes Report's Global Creative Index, which launched last week, which is our annual benchmark of creativity in the public relations world. It's actually the fifth time we've done it, and two agencies that did very well in the index, in fact, topped the two tables, were Edelman uh, and Unity, and so we're very lucky to be joined today um, from Edelman, Global Chair of Creative Strategy, Jackie Cooper, and from Unity, co-founder, Jerry Hopkinson. So welcome to both of you. Thank hello, you very much. Um, <laughs> it is good, I think, to be discussing creativity today of all days, because on my way here, uh, I noticed a column from the FT's columnist, Lucy Kellaway, who always has... Uh, an interesting point of view on things. And she decided today to write about creativity, which is well-timed. And she said, there's a plague of compulsory creativity in the business world. She said that for two decades, business people have been talking rot about creativity and real... Oh, no, let me get this right. Businesses have no use for real creativity. So, Jerry and Jackie, discuss. (laughs) Okay. Well, clearly, if we agreed, we'd be in trouble, wouldn't we? But I think um, I think that's really sad that she thinks that because she's missing a trick. And um, she works for the FT, which is had to be creative um, in order to survive. Um, but more worryingly, businesses need creativity because it's the fuel that takes the ordinary to the extraordinary. And maybe she's not thinking of it as a business tool. Maybe she's stuck in an era of creativity being about felt-tip pens and drawing and and flappy things on walls, in which case she should probably get out more and experience what contemporary creativity looks like, right? Because that's not where we live. Mm, Absolutely agree. I, I think words like that get really loaded and people use them as a form of abuse because maybe they become a cliche. And I, I sort of have sympathy for the, the, the idea that people are trying to be creative, you know, and be wild and crazy and wear Hawaiian shirts on a Friday and stuff. <laughs> and that's not really – that's not really, I think – what we're experiencing should be at least a Thursday. Yeah, I think alternate every other day. Um, But, you know, we we see it in agency side as well, you know, and we all know the cliches of the people who probably, you know, have titles similar to myself and and Jackie, you know, that are creatives. Mm. And, you know, it's that um, over-the-top aspect that I think winds a lot of people up. But business or life, society brands, whatever you like, uh, we're going through fundamental changes. And, you know, I'm not uh, an ancient man, but I'm old enough to feel like this is an extraordinary... <laughs> Thank you, Jackie, for free. <laughs> for a, it's an extraordinary time in human history. And mm-hmm. if you're not... I mean, business is creativity. If you're not um, changing what you're doing on a regular basis to address all of the radical upheaval, you're, you're toast, I think. Mm-hmm. It actually kind of reminds me a little bit um, of a comment I read. So we do this survey on on creativity in the PR industry every year. And one of the questions we ask is, does your 
to agency respondents, does your agency have a creative director? And the, ne the next question is, if yes, what do they do? And um, I'll never forget one of the answers we got. I think it was in the first year of the survey where uh, some, some wag responded, uh, yes, we do. And then hmm. in terms of what they do, I'm still trying to find out. <laughs> and uh, I just wonder if that's still a, a point of view you come across in, in your own work. Yeah, a bit. I mean, I think, I think it, it, the the sort of freedom and liberation and endless possibility of creativity means it's a bit of a double-edged sword, because it's not something that there's one size fits all, and the whole kind of magic of it is it can be anything for everybody, and then that's actually an issue because how do you define it? How do you categorise it? Where do you put it? Mm. Um, and mm. so that very nature of the kind of you know, liberating kind of potential could actually sort of bite you, bite you on the backside a little bit. But mm -hmm. I think I always feel like when people talk about measurement, which I know is a bit controversial about, well, I always think measurement becomes really, really important when mm. campaigns are crap. Mm. Um, <laughs> and um, and when, when campaigns are great, the measurement conversation becomes a very short one, right? Because mm. you all know it's amazing. And mm. it's the same thing with creativity, that if that poor man's not sure, then he's got the wrong creative um, mm. because it's, it is absolutely the thing that turbocharges your work and turbocharges people's commitment to what they're doing. And people want to be proud of work. And if you probably analysed a proud index on work that people are most proud of, you'd probably yeah. find that... I'm sure we both find that creativity would be like at the heart of it, yeah. pounding mm. really strongly, right? Totally, totally agree. I, I, I think that's right. And I, I think the perhaps this idea of a creative director comes in and then they're the only person who is able to have an idea. They're the only person who can judge the worth of an idea. Right. Yeah. That feels wrong to, to us. It's never how we've worked. And so we think about you know, whoever's got the mantle for that, whatever the title is, it's really about leadership. And I know that Jackie, I can see it in, in, in Edelman. I can see your role. And I, I'm guessing, but I'm pretty sure a lot of it is leadership. It's, it's letting people um, feel safe that they can have ideas. That's really important. Letting them know that their ideas matter. Letting them understand it's okay to fail. And, you know, we're going to figure out how to get around that quickly and get to success because there's never... Is not always a straight line. Um, mm. And so the, the leadership qualities are almost, to, to my mind, more important than being a fountain of ideas on your own in a, in a, in a corner, yeah. which is maybe the cliche of, yeah. of the, the creative rule. Or doing the PowerPoint, which was another response yeah. to the survey. <laughs> true, true, yeah. God bless the PowerPoint. Yeah. But how big a, um, a change is, is this? I mean, so I remember when I used to, to cover advertising, um, you would talk about creativity every day, mm. you know, every every hour. It was part of the currency of the business. Mm. When I started covering PR, let's say, a decade ago, um, weeks would go by without mm. I, I would never hear the word creativity, and that started to change around four or five years ago. How much change have you seen? Well, uh, I mean, um, we I've across the industry a lot. Um, it feels like clients are asking more and more questions that begin with, you know, the word creative or that talk about ideas that are going to uh, stand out, talk about disruptive thinking, which almost everybody wants to the extent that there's so much disruptive thinking now, it's not that disruptive anymore. Mm. Um, but anyway, that's a whole other conversation. But um, I think PR 
is it going through a, a bit of a purple patch of being given opportunities that it, it, it hasn't had for decades um, and being a voice, uh, a creative voice um, for brands at the top table, being often a lead discipline, being allowed to take an idea for a walk, you know, to go 360 with something. So I remember seeing perhaps perhaps it was about five to ten years ago, maybe somewhere in there, more and more progressive clients kind of going, you know, sitting around with all the agencies. I mean, the roster of agencies, you know, the media agency, mm-hmm. the advertising agency, the PR agency and others and going, listen, you guys, I don't give a shit where the best idea comes from. I just want to find a good idea. And if it's you, then everybody else cut your cut all your, you know, nonsense and get behind. Those are the best clients that talk like that, I think. Mm-hmm. And get behind the best idea because there's plenty for everybody and we're all going to prosper. And that was... I think that was the beginning of it, mm. and it feels like it's just accelerating. Mm-hmm. That's my experience. Yeah, I think you're so right, and I think it's it is a kind of turbocharged yeah. energy to it now, which is good. Um, and certainly, sort of me changing my role at Edelman three three years ago was to sort of exactly as Jerry's saying, it was a leadership role. It wasn't about mm. being a creative director. How can you be a creative director of a firm as massive as Edelman and do mm-hmm. a good job? Because you have geo sensitivities, you have culture sensitivities, you have mm-hmm. practice sensitivities. But my job was absolutely to ensure that we had the culture, the ethos, the structure, so that we could welcome creative people in and let them flourish. And for a PR firm, that was a bit of a shift because we didn't have the structure to allow for that. And that's not just about bringing in the talent to kind of add to the team. That's about the team having a different way of working all together. And so, um, you know, I have this phrase which I kind of repeat slightly dementedly, which is that we're building a new planet. Mm. And I think that's right for Edelman, but I also think that's right for our industry. And the reason why after all these years, because I am old, um, right, all of these years that I'm no, still here it. and loving yeah. it, and, and, and I think because it's just an absolutely brilliant opportunity for us, is the notion of earning your way into getting noticed is the most brilliant, brilliant way of mm. getting noticed in our environment today. Mm. Mm. So those of us who've been trained in how to earn those stories mm. and earn the recognition instead of just paying our way yeah we sort of feel all of us in the pr industry mm. i think that our kind of creativity has finally been allowed to mm. really flourish but then that's a bit of a challenge it's like okay when you were only one seat at the table all those years ago and you were wittering on about the fact that you could do better now pr people you are going to have to do better mm. and if you can't there are plenty of other types of agencies mm. who are quite happy to absolutely to look into how they can earn that that kind of you yeah. know, own, the, own those ideas as well. Completely. Yeah. It's, it's all, and so to Jerry's point about where's the best idea going to come from, that's both a wonderful thing but also a scary thing mm. because all the boundaries are down, mm. which they should be because the best work should win. Um, and it's making us all hone our craft mm. better. Mm. Um, but absolutely, it's, it's hugely, hugely exciting. And I think that we have um, to not echo the ad agencies because the ad agencies do that very well i think Mm. that it's a question of carving out a path Mm. that is basically exploiting where we've come from what our heritage is and our knowledge of crafting stories and adding other dimensions to it so it's an and not not an or and that's what's so exciting i think for for this bit Mm. of the of the of the, the stage we're at with creative we'll come back to that in a little bit we talk a little bit we'll talk a little bit more about um the way the industry is changing and different types of agencies. 
Um, but let's talk about the Global Creative Index results a little bit, especially mm-hmm. in terms of your um, your observations on mm. on the campaigns that are doing well and the companies that are that are doing well. Mm-hmm. Um, so, for, so for anyone that doesn't know, the the index um, analyzes entries and winners from more than twenty five uh, awards programs from around the world over a twelve month period, uh, and then comes up with the agencies that have that have done best, uh, and indeed the campaigns that have won most. Now. Unity um, has is always has always pretty much come out on top of the pound for pound table where we uh, we take the <laughs> we take the overall score and then we weight it according to their staff size. So it's actually just a direct result of Unity only only employing um, just me actually, <laughs> just yeah, me and Nick. There's just a facade behind it, but that's why we smash it every year. <laughs> Yeah, not not sure. You actually have thirty people now. Yeah. You've grown. Yeah. You've grown quite a lot. Yeah, it's um, working, it'll work against us eventually. <laughs> eventually, it will. Uh, Edelman came top this year for the first time um, after winning a lot of awards over the last twelve months, and in particular, the campaign I wanted to talk to you about, Jackie, the one that came out top um, in the index. So the most awarded campaign of all was um, Opt Outside um, from. Is it Ray or do you say REI? REI. REI. Um, a real, I thought a fascinating, a fantastic campaign. Really interesting. Not necessarily one that you would call, you know, the shiniest. Um, you know, you wouldn't say it's perhaps the most creative campaign. Even wouldn't though, you now? well, I would, <laughs> but I've seen some award shows not give it as much recognition uh, because. I think it's a really substantial, meaningful mm. piece of work. Mm. Um, talk me through why you think this campaign has done so well. So it's really interesting, isn't it? What we define creative as, mm. and you use the word sort of substantial. Mm. Um, right. And I think sometimes creative is comparative for where it might be. So for a retailer to be totally counterintuitive... Um, have, you know, Black Friday is a time when all the retailers push a message out saying, drop everything, come into stores, buy Mm, stuff. mm. And for a retailer who's all about getting you outside, so strategically on message, to say, you know what, we're going to stop this. We're going to go completely against the cultural flow, against the news flow, Mm -hmm. and we're going to actually say that we're going to shut our stores to get you outside which is actually to the very heart of what our offer is, mm-hmm. was brave yeah. and, um, and, and sort of, you know, could, you could argue sort of economically challenging mm-hmm. on a day where retailers are desperate to up mm-hmm. their numbers. But what they obviously did by being able to be brave was own so much of that conversation and yeah. that news cycle. So I think that um, creativity doesn't always have to be you know, extreme or colourful. Yeah, I think uh, it's like strategically or, yeah. creative to go against the grain and also bloody creative to do something that harnesses culture, which is something mm. that I'm obsessed with mm. because I don't think brands necessarily, you know, are aware enough of the cultural environment. They're so obsessed with their own messaging. Mm. But the best campaigns that you ever see is when they actually do something that is actually relevant to the environment in which they trade. Yeah. We had the same thing with CVS in the US. They stopped selling cigarettes. Yes, and, and, which also you know, did very and then well. that, We won a lot of awards for that work. And mm. again, it was a similar thing. It was like being really brave. Mm. How can you say you're a health company mm. and how can mm. you say that you're promoting health? And at the other hand, 
shove cigarettes down people's throats. And yet there was a massive economic challenge about taking that off the shelf. And yet they got heroed for it. And it's also to the, we were talking to before about sort of buzzwords, built trust. Mm. Um, because you're mm. actually you're sitting by the thing that you're supposed to stand for. Well, that's no mm. one can criticise you for that. Mm. Now, I'm not just saying that because I work for Edelman. I, I genuinely mm. think that this notion of being true to what you are, and I love, always, I love work that goes against the grain. So yeah. for me, this was mm. uh, sort of something we were proud of. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I wanted to say um, I thought it was a great campaign, and genuinely, and um, I wish I'd... Which I thought of it, which is usually that sort of slightly compliment. annoying feeling. But um, no, it reminds me a lot of, and I think there is, as you say, the the classic news sense we all have is, mm. you know, um, man bites dog. So yeah. of course, if we, we we're going to feel like, well, that's a good idea because we know it's going against everyone's mm. like, ah, oh, let's milk it for all it's worth. And these guys are shutting their doors. What mm. you say? And it fits. It's true to the brand, mm. but also. What is it, it? I think where public relations elevates itself above advertising, and we don't very rarely say that because we're slightly afraid to say that. But where it does elevate itself intellectually and substantially and culturally above advertising is that it can campaign in itself for change in the world. It can say yeah. the world should be like this, people, and we as a brand want to bring that about now. When any campaign does that, I don't care if you pay for the message or you earn it, that's PR. Mm. And there are plenty of ad campaigns that have had that attitude and have functioned like that. But that is the exciting creativity, I think. I couldn't agree mm. more, mm. Um, where you can change people's mind about something or get them to think in a new way and to say, yeah, maybe we've hit the limits of that. Maybe once a year we should actually go and hang out, particularly, you know, around Christmas, around Thanksgiving, and to see that for what it is, mm. is really powerful. And, you know, Patagonia have a very similar mm -hmm. attitude, and they're willing. I mean, Yves Schwinar talks about the fact that he says, if you're not pissing off 50% of the people, you're not trying hard enough. Now, most brands wouldn't feel comfortable with that because they have, you know, lots of shareholders to answer to, and they might just they might just think that's silly. But it it I think we're living in an age where... Um, the kind of middle of the road stuff, the platitudes that just sort of doing what everybody else does is a waste of marketing spend. Yeah, and I, I guess what we see instead sometimes and the idea that creativity in the public relations, public relations sense is, is confined to stunts mm. or floating something down the Thames mm. um, or in the advertising sense to... I don't know, a really nice ad for a stationary mm. shop that barely exists. Mm. Um, yeah, or a 60-second film that has an interesting twist at the end that makes right. you feel gooey. Yeah, or it's, it's quirky <laughs> or it's funny. Um, but we kind of need to reset those notions of creativity. Yeah. And I think sometimes awards shows are as to blame for this as anyone. You know, this idea that um, creativity has to be put in a box rather than looking at it for, as, for, as a broad really a business imperative mm. is I think what you guys are talking about the ability to think mm. differently as a business challenge your business be brave uh, and end up doing things that build trust and are, are more authentic yeah I talked to our Swedish um, you know we we, we um, brought in Deportivo from Stockholm a, a couple of years ago and and um, they are superbly creative guys and we were talking about the difference uh, I was trying to explain about 
my sort of mixed feelings about stunts. I mean, sometimes I think there's a, a place for them. But I describe them as being like a firework, you know, like it explodes and mm. it's amazing for a minute and then it sparks and then, you know, like sort of this a sort of deadly nothing, isn't there, when a firework stopped. Mm. And I don't think that does us justice because really if we're craftsmen at telling stories mm. and campaigning and bringing audiences with us, then it ought to be more than just that firework that is then dead. And um and to Jerry's point, there's a cost-effective part of this as well, which is mm. it doesn't do us a service if we're mm. not business partners on an ongoing basis. Um, and we are in such a fast-moving, disposable world um, that the, the, those fireworks burn bright mm. and die faster than they ever did before. And there's, you know, it's horses for courses. The fantastic thing about the PR business is that we're adaptable and we can do a stunt, we can do a campaign, we can do something cultural, we can do something campaigning, mm. we can do something that's reputation-orientated, we can step in in a crisis but I think as far as creativity is concerned I really do see it as a foundation of everything that we work in and some of our best work mm. around Edelman you know we've got 600 people in the firm now that we didn't have a few years ago different crafts and different expertise mm. and we were learning off each other and some of the best work's been corporate mm -hmm. you know which has been really interesting mm -hmm. actually for some of the corporate people and some of the brand people are going, oh, my God, okay, so I shouldn't be thinking that this is just a, a, an area that mm. really cool brands get into. Because you know what? Actually, in health and in corporate, they've actually got more capacity for creativity because okay. the yeah. impact's almost more, right? So I think that we're – I feel we're not – confident enough richard and i have this conversation about you know edelman that's richard edelman everyone that's Sorry, richard edelman that's richard mr edelman and i talk about the fact that you know edelman and dan edelman was never arrogant you know but i said to richard there's a whole big place to go where we can be much more confident both as a firm and as an industry before we get anywhere near arrogant because mm -hmm. as jerry says we're we're so used to the ad agencies having that sort of profile and mm. we're the support there's and, all, and that's finished that's that's not the case anymore it's almost like there's a reluctance especially on the corporate side to even use the word creativity i find sometimes to even mm. say that this work is mm. is creative uh, and it, it's not just in corporate i see it in certain markets um I, you know i often get uh paul and i have talked about it before we get pushback sometimes when we talk about how public relations work should perhaps be more emotional or at least should try and drive that kind of emotional mm. resonance um, and yet, you know, the point of view, sometimes we come across, uh, especially in, in some countries, I mean, in Germany and Austria, I think we've experienced it in particular, uh, is that actually, no, public relations work should stick to the facts and, and we're not going to hmm. tell stories and, and make up stuff and make people laugh. But creativity isn't, isn't about ignoring facts. I mean, mm. some of the most powerful things I've, I ever hear, I mean, constructing a story with facts is an art. And, you know, there's masses of creativity. It's like the divide in, say, you know, in filmmaking between, you know, it's, it's, it's a, a something factual, you know, a documentary, or you've got, you know, you're telling a story that's fictional. But some of the most creative uh, film creative directors that I know of work work in documentary and the mm. whole fiction nonfiction debate in in you know in letters in 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 uh, the written word is is laughable and I think it's insane here you know we build these little boxes um, it, it requires a tremendous amount of thought and imagination to convey complex ideas 
in any sphere, you know, if it's corporate or if it's pharma or whatever. And uh, that's why it's good to see, you know, it's good to have the opportunity to put your work up against uh, up, up against other disciplines to see what's going on. But I, I wanted to just come back for a second to the idea of, um, you know, ways to be creative and that there's traditionally it's comms. So we're trying to get a message out. We're trying to get a message out that gets noticed quickly. But then I think what's really interesting about your campaign that did well in Cannes is it it seems to be part of a trend toward what I would call service innovation, where a brand is saying, look, we're going to actually change something about our business. And that in doing that, that will generate its own news. That will generate its own story. So you don't need to PR anything. You actually do something interesting in the world and the PR comes for free. And that that starts to integrate, you know, comms with good business practice. And a lot of people mm -hmm. talk about sort of integrity or they talk about, um, you know, uh, not just saying things but standing for something and doing them. And I think we're, we're living in an era right now where it's incredibly important because, I guess, of the scrutiny of social, because of how quickly we can learn anything and how naked most, you know, businesses have to be that – it's good to sort of say, look, actually, we're going to do this thing, not because anybody asked for it. We think it's the right thing to do. And we all have built in bullshit detectors as, you know, as, as humans. So we know when something's real and when it's a so-called PR stunt. Mm. And the best PR work never feels like PR. That's, mm. that's the sort of uh, dirty secret, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the one thing that I've always says if you don't feel anything I'm not going to hear it hmm. and I think that that's so true now even more than it ever has been before because how do you rise above all the noise that's around you yeah. and there's so much information but there's a massive issue about the curation of that information and I do think that brands and companies have the capability to be curators if they have a really great brand profile or if they do really great clean work that's true to themselves they have the ability to be trusted curators by the publics that engage with them and uh, that's it and so there's two things about that one is that I think you have to feel something but two on Jerry's point about facts being so important you know an ownable insight is mm. often the thing that enables you to take creative from being okay to being fabulous mm -hmm. and that ownable insight has to be based on proper information so certainly the intelligence part of it the research part of it the planning part of it and then the creative part of it is a marriage that works for very well experienced reasons that you have mm -hmm. to have something that is substantial and, and has rigor and then you need to put into that something that makes it fly and mm. that's why it's such a difficult craft and that's why you know mm. people sort of you know throw things at walls and get angst ridden because it's a painful process to have that perfect collision of the fact the insight and then that mm. creative creation of something amazing that's completely ownable for that campaign and I don't think that we are um, you know the pursuit of data actually, I think, means that creative is even more important because I think mm. that it's actually the only thing that's going to differentiate yeah, you. Yeah, because everyone has the Everyone the has that, right? And yeah. everyone has access to technology. So the only thing that's going to make it personal and, and bubble and be mm. magical is mm. when you get 
people like Jerry and me involved uh, because you have to have the creative star to, to make it sparkle and to make it rise, rise above everybody else because of the rest of it it's kind of yeah. you know there's a democracy of technology isn't there yeah, yeah. Jerry, mm, sorry, sorry please go ahead no I just wanted to ask quickly I mean in terms of what Jackie was saying about how important the insights mm-hmm. um, are I mean mm-hmm. the work Unity has done um, for Marks and Spencer direct line it's really you know attracted a lot of attention won a lot of awards how how, how, what is the insight process like on those accounts? Um, well, I, I think um, I just want to really agree with what Jackie said about um, you know that we're in it, we're living in a sea of information, so much information, so much data, so many hard numbers, and it's fantastic, it's really great. Um, but the first thing is observation that you mm-hmm. have to you know Corbusier said that to, to, to create is to to observe. To, you you look first, and then you go, oh look, that's interesting. Look at you know that thing doing that. I could borrow that. I could steal that, or that I didn't notice that. So noticing things, and seeing things, is the fundamental um, process above all else for us. Is and 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 remembering in our discipline that um, it's about relating to human beings. Public relations is a fancy way of saying connect with people. And that means you kind of need to spend a lot of time with other people, thinking about people, talking to people, watching people, actually liking people and and sort of thinking they're okay (laughs) in my experience. And, you know, look, what what do – because you get to stuff, you kind of go – you know, most of it's not rocket science. It's just like, well, what would people want? What do I want from this brand? And what does it make me feel like? And usually it's the stuff that you sort of bury down because you think, oh, well, that's too obvious or it's a bit childish, you know. Um, this this drink, uh, I don't mean alcoholic, I'm just thinking of one offhand, you know, makes me happy whenever I think of it. It makes me feel like a kid again. It makes me kind of, and it's got this thing about it, this energy about it. And that is an observation. Now i got to go find the, 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 the psychological uh, concept to sell it to other people. But my instinct is right. It doesn't stop being right. It's just you got to go through the process. You, we owe it to our clients. We owe it to our colleagues and ultimately everybody else to go, okay, can I substantiate this feeling? But but looking and caring about people and then feeling things that bubble up is is really important. I know I sound like a massive wanker when I said all that <laughs> just now. I just realized. No, you didn't. You sounded, you know, it's, uh, no, it's it, passionate. You really didn't. It's it passionate. Good. And I think that's, you know... Uh, it's an interesting thing, isn't it, that you you get into it because we you, the best creative people that you see, you know, in in as we now refer to ourselves as a comms marketing firm, mm. it's you put yourself out there, uh, and you do you put yourself out there, and it becomes mm. personal, and um, it becomes you know emotional, and it becomes loaded, and. Uh, and, there, and, and there's a an ex- sort of extreme of emotions that you can go through. But I think that's wonderful for clients to see hmm. because um, I think the clients want their agencies mm-hmm. to bring all that because mm. yeah. um, quite often they're stuck in the process and they're stuck in the uh, sort of business objectives and, and they look to their agencies to sort of bring mm. that light yeah. and in a way almost bring some discomfort. They don't want to be, it's not a warm mm. bath, they want to be questioned and they want mm. to, to sort of have stuff thrown at them that makes them feel a myriad of stuff. And I think that we're enjoying doing that much more with the sort of 
wider range of expertise mm. that we have that we're working with now and we're bringing in more and more mm. people from different parts and different agencies mm. and when I ask them why they want to come and work for Edelman the answer is because they understand that earning the story is so seductive for them because that's mm. the way our behavior is going and and so that's I think the most motivational thing of all um, and we should be proud of that we should be proud of this moment that we're all in mm. long way that last mm. Just going back to the results for a moment, from the, the top 10 campaigns, were there any others that um, caught your eye that you thought were, were particularly impressive from a, from a creative perspective? Um, I think they're all pretty well known by this point. Well, of course, the organic effect for, <laughs> was very controversial, right? And, really? Um, <laughs> I, I missed that completely. I know you did. I know you're not. You're, you're not a news hound at all, are you? <laughs> he was Paul, not me. <laughs> um, but I do think that um, it was a really interesting piece of work in that the controversy, in a way, was sort of mis misdirected because it was cleaned up, you know, as a case study before it was entered into the Lions and. The notion of having this family, um, you know, have an experience and sort of that almost actually goes back to what you said before, that mm. sort of almost like reality TV type experience of this mm. family who were a normal family doing their normal shopping. And then they had a, a, a week, I think it was, wasn't it, of not having foods with mm. pesticides and then mm. what that did mm. to their health. Again, goes to my point about sort of culture, but it also goes into sort of health and well-being. Mm. And yeah, no, the, the actual idea was the is actual a, idea is a good one, was, yeah. which yeah. is I think what we ought to concentrate on because yeah. it was actually a fantastic idea. Yes, mm. and mixed exactly what we were just saying, mixed a creative thought with science and facts, yeah. so that it was substantiated, um, and 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 also was a kind of slightly maverick thing because. Well, Sweden's great because it's often mm -hmm. got very brave campaigns. So there's does. nothing sort of yes. new, new in that. But it, even for for the sort of culture of of the industry there, it was yeah. it was brave. But it wasn't stupidly brave. It actually was making such a very fundamental point about how we should live our lives. And I thought yeah. that was fab. Yeah, I agree. I think. Um, I mean, I don't want to say too much about it because yeah. I feel like we've said a lot sure. about it. Yeah, but it was it was a strong uh, a strong campaign. I think it's a, it, uh, there's a few things that jump out at me ab ab about maybe that indicate some trends or mm -hmm. uh, maybe the kind of things that are resonating with people today. Um, and and one is I think just telling telling stories and doing starting for brands starting to take on the role of media. Mm. And the kind of things that you might say, the Phillips Breathless Choir, that might have been, that might have been commissioned for television twenty years ago, mm. even ten years ago. It yeah. might have been something, but you know, but for a brand to do it is right and and very strong. So the sort of strong storytelling, I know it's another phrase that gets kind of abused a lot, but you know, good storytelling and saying this is um, the human side of what we do, mm. and. You know, I can relate to that. Anybody can relate to that. And I think there's a lot of, of that sort of showing the human factor uh, in terms of the brand narrative that, that is, is evident. You know, that campaign you just talked about, that's about real people. You know, they're literally biochemically different, physically different as a result of, of a brand. Mm. That's, that's huge. But it, it makes it human. And I think that maybe that's just how I see that everything <laughs> Mm. But it, 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 those are the ones that, that feel like they connect with more of us. They get out beyond being uh, a PR campaign and they start to, as Jackie said, engage with culture, which is when 
things feel important and valuable. Mm. Um, sure, and, and they have an element of bravery to them as they well. They do, I yeah. think, which is always something that that sets apart mm. some of these campaigns from from the rest. Mm-hmm. Um, let's go back and talk a little bit about uh, some of the things uh, we we started off this conversation looking into. So. The, the trends you're seeing in terms of creativity in the industry as a whole, talent is obviously always a big question. Whenever I talk to public relations agencies about creativity, it often starts there. Maybe that isn't the best starting point, but that is often where the conversation starts. Who are the people I should be hiring in mm. if I want to become more creative? I mean, what, what's your advice to, to PR firms um, in that regard? Don't hire anyone. Let us have the best people so that, <laughs> so that mm. Unity and Edelman can continue mm. to mm. be at the top of the mm. tables, I think. Don't you think? Job, to, job, totally, job done, totally, I think. Totally agree. <laughs> Unity needs to spend. Can't hire any more people. We're, um, It'll we'll affect their score. We, um, <laughs> we're, we're, because we're not, we're not, we can't afford to just um, write, write checks. All the time, mm-hmm. we don't. We're not, we're not super. I'd like Edelman. super rich. That's, well, that's what uh, you mean. Uh-huh. Well, well, I'm not saying Excuse that. But me. What I mean is, we can't. Uh, we can't. Af- we can't afford to go out and buy lots of proven talent. Mm. So we have to take more of an approach of a kind of Brian Clough with Nottingham Forest. You know, of kind of getting Des Walker on a on a youth training scheme or, or buying Roy Keane for a thousand pounds, which he did wow. ridiculously many years ago. Yeah. And and but what what the serious point I want to make is we've invested in our culture, in our process, in our ability to do good work year after year, regardless of who's on the pitch, so that people then kind of want to join us. And that's important to us. To, mm. to, that's the investment we've made in, in talent acquisition is in kind of giving a lot of people a chance to come and cut their teeth with us, making it interesting and useful for them to do that, and then figuring out how we can all be the best we can be. Because if everybody's the best they can be, and if everybody's you know, creative together, then it becomes, because I do think it is a group exercise. I, I don't think it's not mm-hmm. like the, I genuinely believe this. I don't think, you know, in advertising, I do get the idea of a creative team. Mm. And for me, PR is more nuanced. And, and, and you know, you kind of, we have a, you know, a lot of different people and, and always, 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 the client partner people, you know, the, the, the people who are actually responsible for the clients and client servicing, they have a very strong role. Mm-hmm. And it isn't just to say, oh, the client won't like that. No, they have a really strong role to go, I don't think you've taken it far enough, you know, or actually you're, you don't get this thing. So yeah, I'm not really answering the question. No, it's a really good point. Uh, Jackie, what, what do you think about that? You have a slightly different challenge. You're a much bigger agency. Yeah. Um, do you think there's a need for creative departments, first of all? Um, yes and no. Um, I think we, we have both. Um, for production, for copywriting, for design, mm. for studio time. You know, you have to have the experts. And then we bring in creators, we bring in planners, uh, we bring in writers, um, and uh, they have to be woven into the team because, the you know, the creative and Edelman isn't like, oh, I need a bit of creative now, let's go to the creative team and then mm-hmm. let's leave. It's not like it's got to be and it is integrated into mm-hmm. the offer under the guidance of the person who leads the client relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, so every and, step of the way. And, and baked in. Mm-hmm. But what we're doing is, and I did an analysis, we were talking on XCOM just last week, that when we analysed the planners that we've brought into the business, and you look at, I asked all the planners, uh, the sort of top 
um, sort of 90 planners that we have around the world, where they'd been, what agencies they'd been in, and how many years they'd been in those agencies. And it's absolutely amazing, the spread of agency expertise and the seniority of these guys. So we're learning from them as much as they're learning from us. And that's why I keep saying it's a new planet, because it's not where they've come from, and it's not where we've come from. It's together we're building something different. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, every business, the reason why Edelman's continue to be successful is because we are incredibly conservative financially. We're private, but mm -hmm. obviously um, that, you know, notion of being able to always, you know, be a self-contained business that has able to invest in itself. Mm. Um, but we have to be cautious too in that the people have to come and have impact on the business mm. in order to justify that. Right, that you can't just have them sitting in, a, in an office somewhere. And but we can absolutely use as many creatives as we can get, mm. but those creative only really become useful when they are mm. woven into the tapestry of the team mm -hmm. Uh, it's not a bolt-on service at all. And I think that's a challenge as well, you know. And sometimes creatives come in candidly and they're used to where they've come from and they understand intellectually that this is different. Are you talking about ad agencies? Yeah, they'll from... come from an ad agency and, and they'll look at this sort of creative team space that they used to have and they'll come into Edelman and they'll understand intellectually that this is a completely different experience and they want a completely different experience but there's still a little transitional phase for some of these guys mm. go, okay I kind of knew that but now I, everything's different so is that because the nature of creativity is different in a PR agency it's not just you know in the ad agency we're, we're kind of used to this idea of you have the art director and the copywriter and it's not like that in, in PR? No, it's, I think nuanced mm. is a great word. I think that, um, you know, sometimes it's very, let's produce something. Um, we have a campaign that we've hubbed out of London, um, 100 Lives, for uh, to commemorate the Armenian genocide. And to, we came up, the London team came up with the Aurora Prize, which is a prize to uh, award people who, you know, humanitarian efforts. And the, and the first job of work for that team was to sort of do the brand look and feel. Mm. And that was sort of quite a kind of contained box. Mm -hmm. But in the very pursuit of doing that, actually, it grew very naturally into, hang on, what's this going to stand for? How's it going to show up? How's it going to trailblaze and make news where nothing of its kind has ever trailblazed before? Um, and so it, 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 it started with something which could sort of be a creative space like, like the ad agency guys are used to seeing. And it grew very quickly into something that became woven into the, a team that came up with strategy, communication, mm. um, what that what a prize might look like, how it might carry on going forward. Right. Um, and I think that that was fantastic. I know the guy that did a lot of the design work on that said to me, this is amazing, because mm. I kind of expected that I might see it graphically, but now I'm standing in Armenia, and George Clooney's on the stand talking <laughs> about humanitarianism. And this, he said, I never expected it to grow and to be... And I think that's the thing that I said before, there's no limits, um, yeah. which is a good thing and a bad thing. I think that in the ad world, certainly when I started, we were very often at JCPR, the agency that was brought in at the end of the process mm. when the ads had yeah. been made PR to just amplify the ad. Yeah. And, and that was annoying in some cases, but at least we all absolutely knew our place. And now that's not the case anymore. Mm. Jerry, creativity mm. in 
execution as well. Mm-hmm. So how about the role of people like technologists, yeah. and so, engineers? And so yeah, on? No, really, really important. I mean, I think the craft skills, as Jackie talked about, are always expanding. And I think that, you know, we are having to, I mean, we collaborate with a lot of people. We bring a lot of people in. We're a bit accordion-like, like a, like a TV production company, I suppose. We've got a very big campaign going on. There's, a, you know, the address book and people come in and hang out. And you've got to integrate people um, and make them feel like they know what they're doing. So the process is really important. But also, um, I mean, I'm really glad you, you, you raised the point about um, technology. It, the toolkit's different now. You know, it's not just about um, flat artwork. Obviously, it's not about just sitting at your desktop and doing things. It's also about coding. It's also about Arduino. It's about thinking about interaction design. It's thinking, well, how can I bring things into the world? How can I integrate social and physical environments so I can do good stuff and people can, you know, do all the stuff they expect to do digitally when they're out in the world if you've got some kind of, you know, live event or brand experience. And you bring those things together. It's about layering all that. And um, they're the most, uh, I think the most interesting conversations are when you get, you know, real, I suppose, design thinkers and, and doers in a room with traditional comms people and, you know, uh, I guess, you know, planners and st- strategists. They're all knocking it around together. Mm. Um, you get to some really good stuff. And I, I love what you were saying about um, the Armenian project, that it began in one place. But then because you had a multi-skilled team hovering around it, they went, well, hang on, we can take it in this direction, we can move it in that direction. And everyone did that together. And that's what I meant about it being a, a, a much more of a, I think we, at our best as, as a, uh, an industry, we work really well together with different dis- the different disciplines within our, our teams. Hmm. Cool. Um, we're probably out of time I guess because I think you guys are both very busy Ah. (laughs) places to go absolutely darling (laughs) and people to see Um, so thank you both very much well done of course on coming in top uh, in the Global Creative Index and I'm sure we'd love to have you back at some point to keep talking about creativity any man that's got a Wu-Tang Clan shirt um, is you know I'm happy to hang out with well there you go (laughs) (laughs) Um, thank you all for joining us uh, on the Echo Chamber today. You can um, rate us and review us on iTunes. Uh, you can leave a comment on our website, our Facebook page, on Twitter. Big shout um, to our sponsor, March, and our production partner, Marketeers for DC. And we'll be back soon. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks a lot. Thank you all for listening. Thanks to Marketeers 4DC for producing today's show. We'll be back in a couple of weeks. 